So you guys have been asking for this for a very long time. You guys kept asking for me to jump on a podcast with my twin brother. So ladies and gentlemen, here you have it here in front of me. Um, thank God this is not a video uh, recording. It's, an oh, audio it's not recording. a video? I think, no, I, I can have both options. But on my, on my podcast, I think you can put whatever. I'll figure the Bro, fuck out. And as, ladies you- and gentlemen, this is my fucking twin brother, Jeremy hey, Blackburn. Dude. Two things, Justin. First of all, get your face away from the mic a little bit. That's a, you hear it like that? Yeah. Oh fuck. And uh, how about now? I'm gonna show you another application next time. How about now? Bro, what do you mean application? This is my Yeti well, microphone. Not now. This, this is kind of funny content, but I'll show you Anchor. You could do it over the phone, not Zoom shit. If you're not gonna take the video, what's the point of Zoom? Bro. Spoiler alert: YouTube. Oh, damn. That's why. So I you see. are filmed. Yeah, but... Oh, yeah. Whatever. Fuck. Okay. Leave it. This... It's good. This is good. Fuck. This, is ju- this is Justin Blackburn. <laughs> this is Justin Blackburn. All this time to prepare a podcast and fucks okay. it up. That's <laughs> not necessary. It's not necessary at all. Uh, anyways, so look, let's, let's get back to the whole audience thing. Uh, for the listeners listening... Um, hey. You can't better, better, yeah. What about now? No, what about now? How about this? How about you sit down and hold Let it like this and, don't, fuck up. and well, don't move because or else it goes like, What about now? Good, perfect. Don't fucking okay. move. I'll, I'll don't fucking move. Can I swear on this? Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Fuck you. This is a Blackburn twins. So yeah, guys, you guys have been asking. I just gotta get this. I just wanna fucking say what I want to say, and then we'll we'll continue. Now that we established the fact that this is the distance of for my voice, so you guys can understand better. Growing up, everyone keeps asking us the same well, saying asking me the same questions. Uh, are we actually brothers, yet alone twins? Um, why am I English and you're really fucking French? Yeah, and why am I sip. Why why am I gorgeous and you're just fucking ugly piece of fucking shit? Because I'm smarter. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, that's actually true. So look, guys can have conversations with me before having sex. Whereas you, you could only have have no conversation. That is absolutely false. Unless you talk about Captain Underpants. Conversation. I have a podcast because I keep I I talk so much. Yeah, alone. Oh, wow. That was good. Okay. So without further ado, guys, this is my twin brother. Uh, finally, it's been a long time coming. Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy Blackburn and not Jerry Blackburn. I fu- How about we start off by saying your real fucking name and where okay, jo- you got Jerry Blackburn. Finish our last point. You started off with what we were supposed to say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Let me lead this. So where did Jerry... So- come from this is so weird hold on so, well, because i what? know this but i'm giving you the floor so you could talk about shit that i already know but the listeners don't know this is just a weird dynamic so anyways continue cool so justin little fuck among um we gotta talk about fuck among too that's good yeah 100 i think the episode is gonna be called fuck among Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck among um, <laughs> So in fifth grade, I had, you know, bad behavior and I was getting stars every day for like doing good shit. 
And then at one point we were allowed a nickname. So Jerry Springer, those who don't know Jerry Springer, he's a bomb, go watch some videos, but he was really cool. So I'm like, I want to be called Jerry Springer. So for like two weeks, Miss Shammy and everyone called me Jerry Springer. Man, I'm so white, bro. Yeah, you uh, called me Shout Jerry out to Miss Shammy, by the way. Miss Shammy Barbara. Uh, you know she's dead, huh? What? Hey, no, I'm joking. Oh my <laughs> god, bro. I was uh, um whoa, okay. Uh and then after two weeks, she's like, I'm not calling you Jerry Springer anymore. So I'm like, can you at least call me Jerry? And she's like, Yes. And since fifth grade, I would like aggressively tell people when they're like, hey, Jeremy, I'm like, it's Jerry, Jerry. So now like the only people that call me Jeremy are like mom, me, and you and like people on mom's side of the family. I don't even think dad remembers my name's Jeremy. I think Morgan calls you Jerry too, which yeah, always... yeah Morgan doesn't come. I, I think, think so. I don't know. And... I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I don't know shit. But uh, yeah, so um. I remember when I would call you Jeremy, when I call you Jeremy, everyone gets so confused. And this is growing up in like my life with all my friends and like friend, mutual friends. And I would always see them, their faces change and they're super confused. Like who are we talking about? I'm like, yeah, my brother's name is Jeremy. And they're like, bullshit. They couldn't believe it. And it's just, that was always so, that was one of the first things that was very frustrating. Well, I'm used to it now. But it's just like, I don't know. I just always hated that fucking name, Jerry. And you don't look like Jerry. And then you transform your name to Le Jerry. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the evolution from Jeremy to Jerry to, I think it was, I like cheese. Bro, back in the day on MS, <laughs> MSN, Shout you out had to, to have MSN. emails. How many emails why. did you have? Bro, I had like I like cheese. I had Dr. Pink. I had like <laughs> yeah, Dr. Let, Pink. Yeah. Let's say when Lindsay would break up with me, I'd have an email like "fuck you, Lindsay bitch" <laughs> at hotmail.com. I had like, because I think when people would block you, if you create another email, you could add that. So I would just fucking change emails all the time, bro. I don't know. I don't know why. I think I don't remember. I don't. That was why. such a huge moment of our like when MSN came out. That was the we were like what. 12 13 yeah before dick pics existed i was taking my wiener out on webcam <laughs> <laughs> yes that's uh yeah i'm the all i think we all did but yeah um so i just want to elaborate a little bit more on this because uh a lot of people know you for who you are today and the last i would say arguably um, now that you're like a, I'm not going to like, yes, you are an influencer, but uh, in the community where we live, uh, you have become such a huge role for our community, especially for uh, kids. I think you've raised, I don't want to like, I don't want to butcher the, the number, but how much have you raised so far for uh, $329,000 oh. for La Fondation Sainte Genèse de la Montérégie. And when was, when you started this, when again? Five, Five years, years ago? ago. Five years and one and a half months ago. That's crazy. So I want to elaborate a little bit on that. The whole MSN and all that stuff. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to combine it really quick. You're going to be impressed. I was going to say, now you're like 15 no, years. No, but you're going to look, cause here's the thing. 
for us, for everyone listening our age, we're 30, 32 years old. MSN was huge at the time. And you just said to yourself, like you went through so many phases in your life when we were growing up with MSN, we changed our MSN names and that represented a certain character of who you were at that time. And so with all that being said, fast forward to now, Jeremy, it's very, I don't think I've ever told you this, uh, by the way, but you have become arguably one of the most uh, positive role models in our community, 100%. Thanks, bud. This is like, guys, to the listeners, growing up with my brother, it's very rare that I I give him compliments, but I have to state the obvious. So with that being said, um, I wanted to jump on this podcast to most importantly, allow you to, and allow myself to let everybody know how I'm going to go, I'm going to be really direct, how fucked up (laughs) you are. I don't want to say fucked up you were, but because I could say it because I'm your brother, but you went through, you did everything and anything you did. You did it all. And to, 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 and as your brother, for, for me to say, for me to see you who you are today, I am beyond proud of you. I, Thank fuck you. Me. Fuck you still. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm beyond proud of you. And I want to let people really understand like, just the life of Jeremy, uh, of Jer- from Jeremy to Jerry to Dr. Pink to Le Jerry from Commission de Licar. And because not a lot of people understand the rough, the, 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 the road it took for you, the road that you went on, right? That you created for yourself, obviously. And um, yeah, I never told you that, but um, I appreciate it. But we're obviously going to take a little bit more episodes than one because we could be here for like 10 hours because you've done a lot. Yeah. You told me we were talking about like about us and our childhood and shit. Well, and dude, why you're Mexican. Uh, okay. But uh, we could talk about that. But Whatever you want, bro. I love you. I, I for one. Um, so just for everyone to understand, everyone says, oh, you guys get along so much. And to be honest with you, we do now. But I don't know about you, but for me. We did not get along at all growing up. No, you up. never wanted to do shit. What? What are you talking about? Every time I wanted to play, I didn't want to play. What? Jeremy. Oh, yeah. This is a first. Jeremy, okay. When we were little, little, like from the fuckamonga days, we always played together. But then when you started taking speed, cocaine, fucking. Yeah, okay. You're going at like 16 years old. Like, well, I'm dude, at... well, that's like the most important years of our lives. Well, fuck you. I didn't want to play those games. Those games. Track and field. I wanted to do cocaine. You know, I don't know. (laughs) So let's start off. um, Let's talk about that. Not about cocaine. Well, we'll talk about cocaine. Let's let's talk about our childhood. Um, Obviously, not when we were born, but uh, I don't know. We were super close growing up uh, when we used to hang out at dad's house. So for those of you who don't know, uh, we are, we come from a divorced family. And we're very lucky to say that we were raised by two fathers, uh, Richard, who was our, our father, and Reno, who was our stepfather. Uh, my mom, our mom, um, remarried at a very young age. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, I have more memories of this, but I w- we would always get along really well at dad's house because there was fucking nothing to do but rollerblade skateboard skateboard hockey yeah, like 
play hockey outside or basketball. Yes. And uh, yeah. And those were very good times. And then you went off to play fucking curling. By the way, I need to let everyone know. Jeremy was in. How long did you curl for, dude? 12 years. And I could go back now and still whoop some fucking ass. You know what I mean? So believe it or not, guys, as intense of an athlete my brother is, Jeremy was a very good curler for 12 years. And ever since you started curling seriously with dad, that's what kind of broke us apart. Cause I stopped going to dad's house. Cause I didn't want to fucking curl. Cause who the fuck does at eight years old. And then you continued and then you started playing golf. And that was like, that was it. I have ADHD. It's way too slow of a game. So um, yeah. And then uh, in high school, that's when all hell broke loose. Yeah. I- I quit curling to do cocaine instead. <laughs> really? Well, not to not. No, but like, uh, why? What happened? Like, it, like, you were doing you know, so well. When you're well. older, you get girlfriends. You don't want to go to Laval on the weekend, you know? You want to, like, you want to dry hump and, like, get out of your girlfriend's. Fucking dry hump. Oh, yeah, dry humping in the basement. Like, just getting rashes below the belt from, like, jeans to jeans. Acting. So well-deserved, though. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so... Your first girlfriend, uh, I, if, I don't know if you want to say any names. Lindsay. But Lindsay, uh, your first girlfriend, you dated her for how long? I don't know, man. Two years, three years, two years. Yeah, dude. And for a guy back then, well, for men, for, for, you were what, 15? Yeah, but bro, yeah, I don't remember, like 15, 16. That was like the most, well, no, it was, bro, it was long, like. I remember we started high school and like we liked yes. each other. That was the tox most toxic shit ever. I'll still remember, bro. Like let's talk I, about that though. When I finally decided to break up with her, I was working at Barbie's. Yeah. And my buddy Pat uh always drove me home. I was busboy. And at one point, like Lindsay was just being, you know, psych. I'm, I guess I shouldn't have said her name, but whatever. I, I was psycho too. She was just being psycho as fuck. And then Pat's like, yo, just break up with that bitch. <laughs> so, like, I broke up with her over the phone. And then she was just driving around my mom's house trying to find me. Our mom. Yeah. Just, just so we and, point that out. We're twins. And Sorry. As of that moment, I, that was the only girl I've ever been with, you know? And then Pat's like, yo, I'm going to teach you how to get girls. So, it's like, go to this store <laughs> and buy these clothes. Say these things and this and that. We'd go to. Pat the, said that? We'd go to Le Scratch and Brassard. Yeah. He'd be like, yo, watch me make this girl take her sweater off. And he'd buy her shots. And then she'd get hot. And she's like, yeah, that's the, how you get with girls. So I was like. This explains the whole French obsession. And every time I, 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 like, I got laid by a new girl, I had a list with their names. And I'd show up at Barbie. Yo, number three, <laughs> number four. Okay, so hold on. This answers so many questions because. Answered two questions. Um, one, this explains why you're so obsessed, like not obsessed, why you love the the Quebecois. Yeah, you know what I'm gonna say and wait, hold on, hold on. And then number two, that is where your count the you know, men, women, sorry, like men do count, women do count, at least well, growing up, that's what it was, and that's how you started doing your count. Your your quote unquote head count correct yeah yeah so what you I want find to say? Respe- i find it respectful like you remember the people you know they like they did 
Okay. I do. It's like so you remember everyone's name. No, <laughs> no, you don't, bro. But almost, let's say, let's say, forget like the ones down south, you know, the chiquitao, chiquitos that you don't remember, you know, Chiquitos that might have been guys, men. I don't know. Sex with guys. Yo, shut your mouth. <laughs> but um, the reason why French girls in general, okay, I can't say. I gotta Let's watch talk out about that I, though. Like, no, I gotta watch out what I say. So I'm gonna I'm gonna censor some stuff. But look, in my 32 years, I've uh, I've uh, been with uh, Quebec. I've been with uh, Thailand. I've been with the United States wow. of America. I've been with English girls that live in worldwide. Quebec. I've, I've been with French girls that live in Quebec. French girls rock, man. French girls, like I guess they. Start younger, they're more uh, sexually open. I don't know, you know, like uh, yeah, uh, generally, like you, you, you'd get intimate with like a twenty-six-year-old English chick, and it's like she still doesn't know her body, you know. Whereas French chicks at eighteen years, like she can't even call big. Ah, yeah. So I just want to elaborate because I don't want to sound just for the audience. I just don't know any English people anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone I talk to is French. So. I don't for the for the listeners listening. Uh, the majority of my the majority of my listeners, believe it or not, are women. Um, I don't want you guys to think, oh my god, these guys are assholes. Whatever. Um, I pride myself, and I think Jeremy could agree with me on this we pride ourselves on being very authentic and very direct keep in mind guys this is a episode with two twin brothers i sneezed okay <laughs> i fucking literally forgot what i was gonna say said, this is an episode where... <laughs> you said this is an episode where... well listen ladies if you listen to what i just said yeah angry, yeah okay, that's it if you're li- if you listen to what i've said and you're angry Y'all need some more sex in your life. No, no, well, well, I wasn't going to go that route, but it's just, I just find like. We're uh, transparent. We're exactly. open. I'm not insulting anyone. You're talking about what I like, what I, what I enjoy. I, I'm just surrounded more by friends. So would I say no to an English girl? Obviously not, you know? No, no. You know, it's just. But growing general- up, I, I remember uh, we were very active in the dating scene and well, in, in the girls and all that you stuff. You were a pig. I was not a pig. You were a pig. No, no, no. Justin, re- you have to understand that Justin had to do absolutely no effort. <laughs> and the hottest girls around would just like be, I want Justin. <laughs> I had to like stab <laughs> three men in the face to get the attention of a woman. I did not. I never stabbed a man in the face, by the way. I was there, like, grinding, working, trying to, like, get a little French kiss. Justin be like, hey, guys, like, I do long jump. <laughs> and, like, if you girls, you know, need too much time, we won't be able to be together. I'd be like, oh, my God. Okay. Take, I, my, take my titties. Take my titties. I just, okay. Um, Hi, Morgan. Totally. <laughs> no, Morgan knows all this shit. Luckily, she's grew up, she grew up with us, so she kind of knows who we are. But I want to elaborate on that this specific story. Uh, I am not going to say names, right? Mm-hmm. Lindsay, you could say Lindsay because this this is like your first girlfriend. Like, fucking. are we talking about Grand Prix? Yes. Yeah. So, do you remember that story when we saw fucking PK Subban? 
when she introduced us to PK Subban the very first day when we met her. By the way, fuck you, PK Subban. Um, Why? I told you this story. When I met him at um, Jovers, and he... I never told you this story? Probably. You tell me a lot of stories. Okay. Uh, I was in Jovers. This is like a year later after this whole spiel ended with the girl. And I was in Jovers with... And I had... Remember my fedora that I bought? I, I paid like a... Th- I spent 300 bucks on a fucking fedora. It was a sick fedora. And I was the only one wearing it. And then all of a sudden I saw, I see some guy, black guy wearing legit the exact same fedora. At least it was very, very similar. And it was PK Subban. And I felt seeing how we're, we're Eskimo brothers, right? I was like, okay, I feel like I got something in relation with him. And we have a fucking fedora. The only two guys. Eskimo brothers for people who don't know are two (laughs) men that had sex with the same girl. I wasn't going to say that, but not yeah. at the same time, but just whatever. Um, and so he comes up uh, to the VI because uh, um, VJ was the bartender and I was in VJ section who he happened to be in the VIP section and PK Subban was there. And I go up to him like, oh, hey, nice hat. And he tells me to get the fuck out of my face. And he tipped my rum and coke all over my shirt. And I remember Matthew, the guy, I uh, forget his name, his last name, Matthew. You, you would recommend him too. He, he, uh, he was a bouncer at Camisson de Licar sometimes. But Matthew was the guy who was taking care of him the whole night. And I got in his face and I said, what the fuck is your problem? And then he goes, and then Matthew uh, separated us. And he goes, look, this guy's the biggest asshole ever. He's paying me $5,000 just to stand next to him and make sure nobody has problems. So just get away. And ever since then, I'm like, well, you're a fucking loser. And that same that's year, different Tony, between me and you. Me, there wouldn't have been like, hey, what's your problem? You would have been like, lights out. Face. Light, lights out. Yeah. So speaking of lights out, let's talk about certain uh, memories. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, we didn't talk about Grand oh, the, Prix. So oh, Grand, Grand Prix. Prix we're going to call her a GP, okay? Grand Prix. All right, Grand so Miss GP. Like a 75 on 10. Like <laughs> this girl, like, is a bombshell. You'll say your version, I'll say my version. So we I go down this. to Grand Prix. I don't know if you already were kicking it with her, but she, like, basically jumps out of P.K. Subin's arms to be like, hi, Justin. And I'm just like, fuck this guy, man. So then, whatever. They did their thing. They did this. They were, I think they were like in a relationship or kind of. Justin was training for one of his fucking track competitions. The Olympics. That's the okay. Olympics, yeah. Was such, <laughs> such, yeah. But, uh, 2012 yeah. Olympics, whatever. But then he, then at one point, like this girl cares for Justin. And then don't forget, it's a <laughs> 75 on 10. She's a bombshell. She would have sent me at that time shit in a box in the mail. <laughs> And I would have ate it. That's how like hot she was. So she sends wow. flowers and chocolates to Justin's job at Costco, which everyone was like, wow, she's so thoughtful. This guy calls her and breaks up with her saying, <laughs> you're just fucking with my mind. Like I'm trying to concentrate for the Olympics and you're here like trying to need my attention. Like I don't need this in my life. I'm like, bro, yes, you fucking do need this in your life. 
So that's when I lost all respect for my brother. And now I'm starting to gain it back 20, 10 years later. Okay. All right. So how it happened. One thing you need to know about my brother and I, Jeremy just tells a story black and white. I'm all about detail and I'm not going to go into extrinsic detail with this. Long story short, I got a friend request on Facebook and then I had, I accepted her because she was like you said, a 75 on 10. And I was like, guarantee this girl, this is a virus, whatever. And turns out she had a picture with you, a tagged picture with you at Camisón de Car. She worked with you. And I was like, okay, this girl's a real person. And I sent you a picture, like, who is this girl? And then you said literally what you just said. Bro, this girl is a 75 on 10. If you you fuck this up, you're a fucking gay lord. That's something like that. Anyways, she said the whole, oh, my God, I can't believe you're Jerry's twin brother. You're gorgeous. Oh, my God. Are you seeing anybody? And this is by the way, every time Justin says long story short, it's the longest fucking shit. Well, ever keep talking. This is going to be long. Ever. It's not necessary. Just no, because I got I need to paint the fucking picture. I need to paint painting. You're painting a fucking 75 foot wall, man. Okay, it was 14 so anyway, degrees outside. There was, a little, me, bit of, there was she, a little bit of rain. Trying to say the story. I like animals. Okay, go. So she sent me, she invited me and you to the Grand Prix because she was a monster energy model and she was in the VIP booth and she invited me and you there. And we're like, okay, we go. Keep in mind, this is literally the same day she added me. This was a Wednesday. I see her Thursday. She literally jumps out of PK Subban's arms. And she tells P.K. Subban, who won the Vesna Trophy that year, this is my boo. This is my boo I was talking about. I was just starstruck that I witnessed P.K. Subban. P.K. Subban shook my fucking hand. You were there saying, and he said, you got a good one. And I'm like, I don't even fucking know who this girl is. It went over my head. Whatever. We had a great time. I picked her up that same night. And I saw her come out with. Hugh Jackman, which is, I think that's his name, Mr. Wolverine, pissed drunk around their arms. She was literally carrying him down. I was waiting outside with a fucking umbrella. She goes, oh, this is my boyfriend. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Keep in mind, she's 75 on 10. We go home. We have sex, whatever. The next day, the next day, and this was Friday, okay? She was saying, she was saying, oh, I I love just cheesy ass shit. And keep in mind, this was during Grand Prix. I was training for 2012 Olympic trials. I was training for that. She invites me to the Grand Prix. So I invite Reno. For those of you who don't know Reno, Reno is our stepdad. Really cool guy. I invite him and we see her. On the monster stage, and everybody's taking pictures. Everybody's taking pictures. Keep in mind, I don't think that she's a stage five clinger at this point. She stops, and there's a fucking crowd. She stops, and she waves at me from the stage. Hey, baby. You can even ask Reno this till this day. Reno's like, is she fucking talking to us? And Reno could not believe. I think that was one of the most proudest moments I've ever witnessed with him. I mark my words on Landon. He said, holy shit, this is my, cause now GP is now it, 
at me. Like she took, she went off the stage and we hugged and we kissed in front of everyone. She's never met my family. And Reno goes, this is my son. This is my son. And he's fucking GB, super proud of GB. me. Anyways. And she introduces herself to Reno. Just like everything's going way too fast. Anyways, we, we ended up leaving. I pick her up from the Grand Prix. We have sex again. And then I told her, like, I'm going away for a week to the, my 2012. I'm training for the Olympics. I have a training camp and all that stuff. And that's when she freaked out. She said, you're not fucking leaving me. This and that. I want to come with you. And I said, no, I got to focus on this. This is my fucking dream. I trained my whole life for this. Shit went south. She sent me fucking chocolate edible flowers and edible chocolates. And I'm saying, bro, this was like a six foot fucking tall chocolate. Well, just, thing. Usually chocolates are edible. Just saying. Fla whatever. Thank you. Anyways, it was a six foot tall chocolate thing. Like this was like $500. So, and she has money. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, long story. Well, to summarize all this, it was long really story. fucking freaky. And wasn't working out and really scared the shit out of me. Really intense. And so I ended it. And uh, she actually ended up going uh, lesbian after that, believe it or not. Yeah. 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 I went gay. Still are. I don't know how that, <laughs> but yeah. So that, that's a story. That's one of the stories of our dating life. I want to go back to the whole, um, when you, when you said, the whole confrontation with me and PK Subban, you're not a confrontational kind of guy. And what I mean by that, when there's, when there's confrontation, you just go lights out. Right. Remember when you said that, like yeah. lights out. getting hit first is the stupidest thing I ever heard in your life. Wait so, till you get hit and defend yourself. No, no. If you feel, I'll say, I, if I feel there is a risk or whatever, I will just say like back up or I'm going to knock you the fuck out. There's no like, Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, but like, listen, it's like, if there is a risk that I get punched in the face, I'm knocking you the fuck out. Completely understand. For those of you who don't know this, and I don't, I don't think a lot of people do know this. Jeremy was a, you were a world champion, right? In karate. In, in karate, but with, yeah. So for those who don't know, Jeremy did karate, started karate at what? Four, five? five. Shout out to Stef Sensei Stefan Zubi at KJS. Um, we both started karate at four or five. I hated it. As soon as Jeremy punched me in the face, I was like, this is like, where's my mom? And uh, Jeremy's like, yeah, I fucking love this. And Jeremy continued from five years old to what, 16? Till cocaine. So like 16. <laughs> yeah, till cocaine, which was like 12 years old. I'm joking. No, 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 no. We love you, mom. But, uh, and so... Keep in mind, guys, Jeremy was a world champion in karate. I think you won the, the, the trophy still in the garage, I think. It's like a six-foot five. Yeah, that, was a, that was in Boston, but I, I won a point, whatever, yeah. Yeah, so Jeremy – so imagine this. Jeremy actually knows how to fight. He really does. Like, And I'm not talking about, like, light, uh, like you know, light um, eyes closed. This guy could literally strategically kick your ass – like as a fighter. So combine that with cocaine, anger management, speed, and alcohol. I think you know where I'm getting at. And with a baseball bat. And oh, shit. You get the most horrific memory of. Bro, I was on life. mush that night. 
and mushrooms. Sorry, then we add we'll add a fourth drug in there, mushrooms. So can we? And by the way, I'm not proning any of this. Just that I did it. So why the fuck not? Who's this? My boy. But um, so yeah, let's talk about that night when you literally almost uh killed. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name. Fun fact, he's actually, I don't know if you knew this. He's I an know, ass- he works at Costco. Yeah, he's an assistant director now, making big bucks. And he ended up being my boss. But anyways, we'll, we'll, I want you to talk about that story when you literally smashed this guy's head open with a bat. Okay, so listen, I was in a relationship with my first girlfriend. Lindsay. Was shit show was the worst thing ever, like uh, for everyone. You know, it was so bad. Sick house party. Yeah, so it was a house party. My girlfriend's there. And uh, we're high on mush and whatever else we're high on. Whole salad. But like, it was so bad, her and I. So then at one point, like, I drew, I dressed up as like the doorman. I'm like, I'm going to wear a construction hat and walk around with a baseball bat and just pretend like when people come in, hey, what's the password, you know? So then at one point, I'm walking up the stairs. Don't forget, I'm high on mush. I'm seeing shit. I'm vibing, like, just chilling. And then... He grabbed like her leg or he grabbed her. He did something like to grab her, you know? I think she fell down the stairs. She tripped on a stair and she fell on him. No, I was look, passed out. I, I drank way too much. I threw look, up. I, either way, I'm, I'm pretty sure he fucked up. Not to an extent to get hit with a baseball no, bat. I would agree on that. Yeah. So at that moment. I had a baseball bat. I took it <laughs> over my head. Thank God I went through the door. Yeah. Because. He would have died. Fuck. He would have so died. As I'm slamming the, the, the bat down, let's say, you know, the door broke completely. And whatever's holding the door. So the bat was. The door my frame. My swing was strong enough. The door frame to go through the door frame. And the momentum like slowed down a lot. And I hit him with the bat. And the motherfucker got up. So then I turned the bat sideways and I tried to jam in the ribs a couple times. <laughs> and then the motherfucker got up. Then everyone started like splitting everybody up. And and this guy goes and gets a knife. I'm like, yo, I'm way too high to defend myself against a knife. So uh, I get kicked out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I, I hid in a ditch and then I fell asleep in a ditch yep. till the next morning. Yeah. And uh, that was big beef. Like I, I bought after that because he was making death threats. I bought a, a nightstick and matraque, a police baton, a retractable one. Yeah. And I would just be looking everywhere. I'm like, yo, if this guy shows up, I'm slamming his head in with this, with this nightstick. Because like, if ever there's a fight, and it's my life against yours. No way you're taking my life, buddy. So I'm gonna slam your head in. Thankfully, we ne- like we never like re-met, you know. But at one point, like I think mom found out about all the death threats that he was doing and stuff. So I don't know if mom called his parents. I think mom or, called his or parents. his parents called mom or whatever, but we like squashed the beef at one point, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh yeah, that was the weekend where Jocelyn came down from New Jersey. For those who don't know 
we had a family from remember that you we had a family in the tent no what did you guys slam in the tent uh i have no idea about uh, that night i don't know but we had, yeah we had sex but nice. justin is just slamming <laughs> while i'm slamming heads he's slamming <laughs> pum -pums. but i remember she came down the whole family and they were staying at our place oh, and yeah. that night that night and uh and cops well, are yeah, looking for me for like attempted murder you're gonna come to a good old canadian house oh uh, they were there that's true jocelyn was there with us and she but yeah. she was taking care of me in a room because i passed out i threw up at that time guys i was drinking way too fast way too much and i woke up and i just remember going upstairs to the kitchen i wasn't there when you did that because i was passed out but i woke up and i saw the, the uh, let's say uh uh, Bob, his name's Bob. Let's go, yeah. We saw Bob. I saw Bob bleed. There was blood everywhere, uh, all over the kitchen. I said, "Oh, that looks like a pretty bad headache." And I just remember he's uh, he's a twin brother, and they pinned me up against the wall. Keep in mind, I just woke up. I I passed. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. They pinned me up against the wall. Him and his buddies. And keep in mind, I went to high school with these guys, and I ran track with him. The guy he hit, guys, was literally my idol in high school growing up. He had all the girls. He was the most athletic guy. I was literally the – I was one of the, the sprinters in the 4 by 100 meter relay with him. Anyways, they said, that's his twin brother. They pinned me up. They punched me in the ribs. And Jocelyn was there crying because she was like, what is going on? And they said, where the fuck is he? And I said, what the fuck is happening? And then they hit me in the ribs again. And then they... I they, didn't know that. I would have and then they right threw me out. And, and then they threw me out. And then I was... And it was raining. I was like, where the fuck... What, what's going on? And then that's when Shane told me, yo, your brother almost killed this guy. Like, your brother's gone. No one knew where the fuck you were. And then we, don't forget, I was still high on mush. I'm in a ditch like... <laughs> There was cops everywhere at that time. Mom picked us up with Jocelyn's mom. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Keep in mind, guys, we were what? 16, 17, 16, I think. It's high school, so 16 max. And you well, did you not were 20 come in high school. <laughs> you did not come home for like two days, I think. Yeah, I was, uh, I was <laughs> and yeah, bro. That was like Thanksgiving weekend. And so we were off on the Friday. This was a Thursday night. Like, and you basically ruined things. We're at Jordan Lajua's house. Yeah. Shout out to Jordan Lajua. Jordan Lajua. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, that. Um, and then, yeah, you were always. Yeah, yeah. dude, you were. We're not going to rem like we could reminisce about the good old times, but we, I just want to kind of. Uh, paint a little bit of a picture for the audience to uh so they can have an understanding of just where i'm coming from as your twin brother um and i don't want to sound cheesy but dude uh you were always a fighter and what i mean fighter like obviously fighting but fighting to protect me and to protect yourself like metaphorically speaking do you understand yeah. what i mean and um so fast forward to now, you just came out of this. Um, I can I say treatment center? Is that the uh, say like therapy or something? Like therapy. That? Um, 
you open up these gyms, your COVID hit, you're fighting that, you're fighting an unemployment, you're, you're, you're fighting, not you, but like, uh, you're just, there's constant battles now that you're an entrepreneur, there's constant battles that you are literally fighting through. Yeah. And at one point you said, enough is enough. You went to therapy for this five days, which I was uh, super ecstatic for you. Because me personally, I'm coming from a person who's seeing it from a thousand foot view uh, from the outside looking in. Um, yeah, man, I was really happy for you when you did that. Because guys, you have no idea just how long Jeremy has been fighting for. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like make you seem like you're some fucking superhero or whatever. To me, you are, believe it or not. Fuck you Thanks. still. But um, yeah, so I want to talk about that. Like you were, how was this treatment center? What made you go this fucking, this guy's fucking yawning while I'm yeah, I don't know if it's a video or not. Like, I don't know anymore. Oh. Don't forget, bro. When I sit down, I fall asleep. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I got to do, I'm going to start doing walking podcasts, you know? Yeah. But um. So I went to this treatment center. I was on a second date with a lovely woman and she was talking to me about this closed treatment center, no phone. I'm like, this sounds dope. So I signed up. I was going there just to get rid of my like dependence to my phone and, you know, just try to be a bit happier. And then I show up there and I look at all these people. I'm like, yo, these guys are fucked up. I'm like, I'm normal. You know, you just judge people. 100%. And then the moment we sit down, I just start, they start talking about stuff. And like, I'm like, I start remembering like things that hurt me when I was a kid. We do, like all, these we do all these activities of like, well, some stuff are not podcast friendly, but we'll talk about that another time. Interesting. But all stuff when I was a kid and just, Exactly that, like, you know, fighting, trying to protect everyone, this and that, blah, blah, blah. So we found, like, that all of my problems came from, like, when I was young, you know? And then it's like, okay, it's, it was sick, bro. I'm telling you, like, it was, we talked about fucking everything. It's how to forgive the people that hurt you, how to forgive myself for, like, you know, doing all that shit. Uh, it was so liberating it's like five days bro from like 8 30 in the morning to like 11 at night it was, oh it was intensive oh yeah bro it was like there was no picnic time you know it was fucking it was great it was awesome it's the best uh the best and I, I always consult like my psychologist tony she's awesome that was just like another level of like forgiveness uh, Oh, sorry. <laughs> Yo, I hate sitting down. Next time we do this, I'm gonna fucking go on a treadmill and stand the fuck up. Yeah. But yeah, it was golden. They gave me tools. It's just a you have to understand that like every day, 15 to 40 times a day, I would imagine me like vividly in detail, like fucking beating the shit out of people or killing people or like like wait wait wait, 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 wait hold on, hold on. I, I wasn't wait wait right as of now you would imagine yourself yeah destroy let's say people that hurt me or people that like i hate it or whatever i would imagine okay let's say i show up and i hit them with a car but is there going to be a dent in the car and then okay if i go do i gotta wear gloves okay but you punch less hard with gloves 
So like I, some days I just wake up and like by 11 a.m. I'm like in a bad mood. It's like fucking no wonder. So they just give you tools of like I had, had no to be idea conscious of where, where you. That's why I wear this little elastic. It's like, let's say sometimes I'll I'll, I'll be driving and I'll kind of go there. You, you're conscious of it. You snap right back. You're like, why would I think of, let's say now I'm seeing this wonderful lady. And let's say, let's say I would think of the bad, the bad shit, you know? You know, she like uh, of her cheating or her this or her that, you know? So I'm creating all this anxiety in my fucking head that doesn't exist, you know? So it's like, so let's say now if it would happen, and be like, yo, 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 snap out of it, buddy. She's probably and cheating then, on you right now. Huh? <laughs> what? I said she's probably cheating on you right now. I'll give a I'm shit. joking. I'm but joking. Funny she is, like, that's life. You know, like, I don't give a fuck. Well, I don't give a fuck. You don't cheat on. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, it was just a mindset change, forgiving all those people. Yo, this week, like, I wrote to, you know, like, four people that, like, I wanted to kill, you know? To say like, yo, I love like every single person I have beef with or that, that we don't like each other or like we would see each other in a bar and I would be like, I'm going to stab this guy in the face. Like I texted all those guys. I'm like, yo, if I hurt you, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want beef. If you want to go for lunch, I'd love to bring you to lunch just to chat. And even if you answer back with a fuck you, like... I'm liberated. I'm yeah. good with that. Like I, I like I am holding no more grudges. My communication skills are like I'm not shy to say what I want, you know. It's just it was great, bro. Like I swear, like and it wasn't like a therapy like there was no yoga, there's no meditation. It's like, "Yo, let's go find what fucked you up." And they'd be like, "Yeah, but what about this person?" I'm like, "No, that person's a saint." And then they'll be like, "Okay, but dig deep." And you're like, fuck it's true that person hurt me too nah, 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 nah. it was sick bro it was awesome like i and it was there. one on one stuff or were you were in a group no it was like group we were like 40 we were like four groups of 10 and like you say shit and like sometimes you're like oh do i really want to say this stuff in front of people but then you'd hear another story of like you know a letter that a girl wrote to her dad saying like you know hey dad uh i hate you because you know, when me and my two sisters thought it was normal for you to touch us while we were asleep, like, bro, fucked up shit. So, like, mm. when you start hearing the pain and what everyone goes through, you're like, yo, why am I going to keep my secrets? Like, this person has the balls to fucking open up in front of strangers about, like, their deepest secrets and get help. It's like, I'm going to do it, too, you know? And it was, bro, I'm telling you, it was sick, like. Like I'm a better uh, fucking well, person, lover. I'm a better communicator. And look, I'm better communicator. I'm not more intelligent, but I'm a better communicator. Uh, look, still not perfect. Like, I got out on Sunday. I, I felt like I was high as fuck. It was great. Then Monday, you wake up. Normal reality like, hits. Yeah. Like okay, it's still the normal life, but like you just see life a different something bothers you, you communicate it, like, you don't hold, you know, I'd be driving, i listen to a song, I'm like, oh, yeah, I would, I would hit this guy with a fucking car, and then you snap out of it, and then instead of visualizing that, you visualize, like, you guys giving each other a big hug and saying what's up, so, like, I'm chill as fuck, bro, like, it was sick. Wow, I'm, uh, 
just so the audience just just so i'm i had absolutely no fucking idea that you were this angry me neither (laughs) me neither but but like the scenarios would be like punching people stabbing people killing people i would think of stuff like okay let's say i'm on the top of a building with jackson and the fire and there's a fire okay i gotta make it to the other roof okay but i won't make it to that roof so I'm calculating momentum and speed of, okay, the run I got to do, the push I got to do. So to get the kid to the other roof and then, I, bro, like fucked up. Like, like, I would think of so much shit. I, it's all going on in my head. I'd be driving, you know? Yeah. So for sure, when I get to my gym and I just imagine me dying eight times while saving my son, or I imagine my son getting babysat and someone yelling at him and me showing up and stabbing him, but like, yo. I can't stab him. You're like, I'm telling you. So I just show up some places and be like, I'm in a bad mood, but I don't know fucking why, you know, it's crazy. Now I, instead of imagining that, I imagine going to Disney World and having sex with Minnie Mouse. You know what I mean? Like, it's chill. I actually have some of those. Um, I've been starting to get counted those thoughts sometimes when I'm in bed. And I just like wake up and I'm just like, what the fuck was that? Matter of fact, Morgan, we just had a conversation about Yeah, but it's not this. dreams. It's not dreams. No, it's not it's dreams. Like... It's thoughts. No, no, it, it's oh, yeah. um, that's what I'm talking about. It's thoughts. And okay. we had a conversation with that uh, at supper with Morgan, and Morgan, like, she was kind of shy to say, or shy, like ashamed in a way to say this. And I was like, "Yo, Morgan, I, I think of the same thing." And uh, and now you're saying it, but to a whole other extreme. Like, so, um, how do you do this? So, could, hear me out. When I ask you, how do you manage all this? You are a gym owner of five gyms. How many employees right now? Four gyms. Four, sorry, employees. four gyms. How many employees? 16. 16. How are you able, because just with these fucking thoughts and stuff that you have in your mind, it's, ex- I can imagine, agree, correct me if I'm wrong, it's fucking exhausting, right? Yeah. How are you able to manage managing all these employees and the reason why i ask you this is because uh you have uh, a couple you have one employee who's been there since the start i got a couple of minutes to start and you have obviously uh, you have like on average well because i'm a good boss like no but that's the thing how can you be such a great i can i look i'm in the fitness space as well i'm not a gym owner but i know what it takes to keep clients and um, I was also a piece of shit employee to other gyms I used to work at, but I was just like, cause I know how you are and that's why I don't want to, I don't, we never worked together, which is, we're going to get into that later with all these fucked up demonic thoughts in your head. How are you able to maintain this role as quote unquote from your employees? Yeah. Jeremy's a fucking great boss. Well, I, I, I generally like and love human beings. Like I, I appreciate it. I'm grateful. Uh, I love what I do. You know, like my job is to bring coffee to employees, work out, shake hands and, you know. Okay. So for people, cause we are in the fitness space. My podcast is a fitness podcast and life podcast for those listening who are looking up, thinking about owning their own gym or opening up their own gym and you know uh or starting a fitness what would you say don't do it (laughs) don't do it but like 
that's why I'm asking you that question in hopes that you like, I'm setting you up for like, um, for advice. Like how the fuck do you manage all this? Like, how do you become, how are you, how do, what does it take to be a good boss in the fitness industry? Balls. First of all, opening your gym, you need balls. You can't be a pussy. That might Period. That's like, yeah. you know, and too many people open gyms, but just become slaves to their own business. So they say they're entrepreneurs, but no, you're just an employee to a business that you do. The only difference is you got to pay your own taxes and shit. So look like I was so angry when I opened my first gym for my ex boss that I'm going to, I'm going to have lunch with on Tuesday. And I was, I was going to ask you on privately. Yeah. Whatever. We won't go to his name or anything, but like, dude. So at first, that first gym, like I was so hungry to show him like, fuck you yeah. to be good, to be this. And look, that gym was dope and it's still dope. But then at one point, like I was doing self work on myself, uh, whatever, working on myself. And it was Gary Vaynerchuk that said like, you know, as long as you think about the competition, you're not growing, like let the competition think about you. So at one point I just said, yo, fuck this guy, fuck everybody. Let me just do my thing. And when you... You know, my product is fucking good. My product is fucking honest. My product yeah. is sick. It's clean. It's like the quality price. You will not get better. It is awesome. So then you hire awesome people. I don't know how to fuck to manage employees. I still don't. I'm doing my best though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the people that have been there since the beginning, they've been through shit. You know, I, yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Now it's a lot nice. Like I do think I'm a lot nicer of a boss. I'm chill, you know, but... I still know what the fuck I'm doing. So you're just, you're just doing your best. And when I decided, you know, to like quit bartending and quit everything to do the gym, it's like, this is my revenue. Like I, I took the leap. I'm like, look, I might fail. I might, uh, I might screw up, but I'm going all in. And like, even now at four gyms, like, look, two of them are doing great. One of them is doing okay. The new one's kind of slow. But it's like, look, I believe in this shit. And now mm -hmm. we're structuring everything. And my biggest decision, sorry, that's burps, in 2023 is going to be like, okay, are we staying at four and we're killing it? Or are we going to open like fucking 20? You know, Ooh. like it's either we're taking a fucking leap and we're creating a big business out of this or not. And everything comes from the fact that like, I trust myself. Yeah. My product is good. And I have a fucking sick ass team. Like I could leave for a month and I know that my employees are great. You know, they trust me. I trust them. You know, is it perfect? Fuck no. You know, uh, yeah. you know me, when I give a group class, I know everything's done very well. You know, the employees, I know everything's done very well. Are they going to touch their phone sometimes? Are they going to show up late? Maybe, but they're awesome people. And I have, directrice now that like my goal is to bring up revenue so i can pay her her yearly salary so i could afford her so that you know she works full-time for me so it's like it just takes balls people spend so much time planning but i still remember i was talking and talking and talking about opening that first gym and then my buddy barbud cabas fushan barbud he said like, yo, stop fucking talking and do it. And I was like, as of that moment, I'm like, I just sat down. I'm like, boom, what the Such fuck? Such a great guy. I open a, how do I open a gym? So it's like rule number one, shut the fuck up. Rule number two, have a good product and be passionate about it. 
Like, look, my goal is to compete against like the, the biggest, the only person I'm going to compete against are the best. So I want to compete against the biggest franchise in the world. I want to compete against F45. I want F45 in one or two years, either they get out of Quebec, the province of Quebec, or they show up and say, look, buddy, you got a good business plan. I'm going to buy you out for like $25 million. Cool. Thank you very much. Peace out. So just, visit. Huh, goodbye, that visit. So just, if you want to open a gym, make sure you got balls. Make sure you're going all out. Stop being scared. If you're scared, if you're more afraid of failure than you're afraid of success, then fucking don't do it. You know, what's the worst that can happen? I open another gym. They all go to shit. I do fayet. I'll have a week or two. I do fayet. Oh uh, bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a week or two, maybe a month, where I feel like a piece of shit. And then it's like, hey, I got self-confidence. What am I doing? You know what I mean? So it's like, just before you think of opening a gym and giving service to other people, work on your damn self. Make sure you like yourself. You mm. love yourself. You feel and sexy. You're doing it for the right all. reasons. Exactly. Like, I don't open it like... Me, when I coach people, when I talk with my employees, like I'm all in. I don't got like, I'm, I don't got self-esteem issues. I'm not scared of what I look like. It's like, yo, yeah. let's give the best fucking group classes ever. Uh, uh, before I, we continue with that, it's 325. Are you okay? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. Um, one of the reasons why... Uh, you said something that kind of that, that kind of hit me um, was and not a lot of people know this but you know I keep talking about it on and off uh, I, I start a bunch of things and then I, I, I quit because I go way too fast I go way too strong way too fast and I quit um, so my goal my my you fitness is my passion believe it or not yes I do work at Costco the reason why I'm at Costco is because uh, that's the literally only thing I know that and fitness. And I just, um, I don't know. You just said like, take a leap. And I've been thinking about this for a very long time, whether I should leave Costco and be, and start my project that I have in mind, which I don't think I've ever told you, but, um, but Can yeah. Can you take a sabbatical? Can you take like a year? You no, know, like, I have my options I'm going to be doing. We'll talk about it later on. I'll, I'll be talking about it with the audience in our next couple of podcasts. But for the audience to know, um, it's the biggest uh, struggle I have in my life right now is because, um, look, I love my job. Keep in mind, literally, this whole TikTok thing is literally from my job, right? I love the people I work with, but my passion is helping people. And I grew a huge passion for it. Uh, with my, with my sport. This is why I prefer personal training rather than group classes. Um, but you said something that really hit me and it was, if you are thinking about, uh, your failures, like what you're going to do when you, sorry, I don't know exactly what you said, but you think, you think more about, uh, what's going to happen if you fail rather than just go full force and just, you know, do what you got to do, then yeah, it's not going to work out. And to be honest with you, I've been thinking negatively in that aspect for the longest time. And everyone keeps asking me um, that I like telling me I should kind of like 
you know, think whether to change careers and whatnot, but I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Cause um, yeah, I remember vividly, you, we were sitting on the couch at mom's place in, in, in the living room and you were supposed to go to work at Commission de Licar, and you just, and you had this idea in your, in your brain about opening up your own gym. And I remember vividly, we were watching football and you said, fuck it. I just quit right there and then. And I was like, what? And then I'll, I never told you this. And right there and then I said, this guy is the most stupidest fucking person ever. And this is for the audience to know and for you to know too, Jeremy. I've never said this before in my life. I've said it to Morgan and that is it. I'm going to tell you this right now. I thought that you weren't, it, it breaks my heart to say this. Yeah, it's fine, brother. bro. And like, I thought you weren't going to make it. But let's say you have the routine of starting shit and not finishing shit. Talking about shit all these stuff and don't doing it. So it's just a bad routine you're in. I created a routine yep. of starting shit and finishing shit, but I do have bad habits also. It's like, yeah. instead of taking care of what I started, I'll go open a new one, you know? So it's like, <laughs> so me, it's like, it's kind of the opposite, but like, you got to write down facts of like pros and cons of if you leave Costco, if you do this, but me, when I quit the bar and I quit working in schools and I'm like, the only way I can make money is if this gym works. When you have no choice, let's say you were a kid now. I got no choice to make a lot of money because yeah. I got to feed my son and this. Well, you know what? If you fail, you could always go back to Costco. You know what I mean? Mm. People are like, we're 32. People are scared to be like, oh, I want to do the move. Try the move. You might try it and realize, you know what? I'm not made to be like an entrepreneur on my own. I'd rather just do things on the side. I have employees that told me, I do not want to open a gym. I told them, I'll give you a fucking gym, you know? I'll finance you. I'll pay for everything. Like, I don't want it. I just want you to pay me good money, uh, give me good benefits, and I'll work for you the rest of your life. Give me nice. uh, annual raises. I'm like, I like leaving my house, uh, leaving the gym. And if there's a fire, at least it's not me paying for it. And I go to bed. <laughs> well, me, it's the opposite. Me, I'm yeah. like, hey, like... I need fire. I need to risk. I need to know like, okay, you don't know if someone's good, if it, no money's coming in tomorrow. And that concept made me like, I will always dedicate my customer service to another level because you never know when the client won't come back. So you would just at one point, like either you do it or you don't, you start, you stop like talking about it, you know, write yeah. the pros and cons, write this. Cause it's all, you were always talking about projects and saying stuff like, yeah, but like not too quick. Like you're sabotaging yourself. Oh, yeah, but I want to take my time. No, you got to be a fucking monster. Yeah. People are always like set realistic goals, you know. So slow and steady wins the race. That's a fucking loser thing to say. Slow and steady do not win the race. Smart and consistent win the race. Turtles don't fucking win races. You know what I mean? They teach us as we're kids. Slow and steady. Set realistic goals so you're not... Uh, you know what I mean? Fuck it. Set big dog goals so that when you talk about those goals to everyone in your entourage, they all think you're fucking nuts. People still think I'm fucking nuts. They have no idea how fucking nuts I am. You know what I mean? Like, well, after what like, you just I'm said about your thoughts, yeah, maybe. I'm literally, yeah, okay, maybe after my, my killer thoughts, people think <laughs> I'm fucking nuts. But like ambitions, like my hesitation now is, okay, 
Do I just keep opening one a year, you know, which is still very good? Or do I sit down and say, in the next three years, I'm opening a hundred all over North America. You know what I mean? But either decision I do, I'm going to make it because yeah. I'm going to do it properly because I got balls, because I got confidence. So it's just, you know, fuck it. The first gym was fucking expensive, but I'm like, I have no choice. I think we're going to finish off like with that. I, that was a very powerful uh, statement you just mentioned. Um, when are you down for the next episode? I don't know. We'll talk do you like about doing this? this? Off, off cam. Probably. Uh, okay, Jeremy doesn't want to do it. Probably not. I do, bro. But let's say 2.30 would be on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. We're going to do it tomorrow. All right. Cool, guys. Yeah. So we'll stay tuned. For Thanks no. for listening to the Fuck Among the Podcast, part one. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll finish it off with that, guys. Jeremy has to leave. I have to tend to my son. And um, this is something that I, I want to do more often. But we have to respect each other's schedules. Um, Jared, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate this. Fuck you. Fuck you. But um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for more because I promise you there there will uh, be more. And Don't lastly, do don't do cocaine. And this is why I always finish off with. Don't forget to keep it simple. Bam. You like that, huh? Because my podcast name. All right, I got to go. Okay, bye.